Amen. Well, how many fathers do I have in here? Earthly fathers. Amen. Give them a good hand. Thank God for our fathers. Amen. You know, for years and years and years, I thought that God didn't have any needs at all. Our Heavenly Father. Uh, I just thought He possessed everything. He had no need at all. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is God does have a need. He needs to fulfill His fatherhood. That's the reason He created us, is to fulfill Himself. And so, thank God for our Heavenly Father. Amen. Let's give our Heavenly Father a good hand. Amen. I mean, without Him, where would you be? He's been good. He's a, he's a really a good, good Father. Amen. All of His promises are yes and amen. There is nothing that is short when it comes to Him. He's provided everything that pertains to life, natural life, and godliness. Everything is there for you and for me to be able to enjoy the fullness of it. He took care of your salvation. He took care of your deliverance. Amen. From the bondage that you were in prior to Christ. He took care of your healing. Amen. You have the right to walk in divine health. He took care of your prosperity. You have the right to prosper. Amen. Be in health even as your soul prospers. So you have the right of choice to choose to follow Him and to receive all of the goodness and everything that He's made provision for. Everything from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation gives you a promise of provision for your life, spirit, soul, body, and domestic. Amen. He's a good Father. Amen. And we spend an entire lifetime enjoying the full, fullness of it. Then as Paul said, when it's time to leave this life, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's a win-win situation. You're eternal. You never die. Your physical body will expire if Jesus tarries. But you live eternally. The real you lives on the inside of this house called a body. And so we're grateful and thankful. He made a provision so that we could have eternal life. He took back what the devil stole in the garden and made it possible for you and I to be able to be born again, filled with his spirit and follow him all the days of our natural lives. And then we step into eternity. You know, life begins in eternity and you already started the day you got born again. You started your eternal, your eternal uh, life with him. Amen. Praise God. Well, I wanted to let you know we, we, you know, again, we have our guest speaker with us today, Officer Timothy Hayes, and she's going to come. Tiffany, what did I say? Timothy, what did I say? Timothy, sorry, Tiffany. Can't believe I've done that twice now. That's all right. Unfortunately or fortunately, 
Amen. We're just getting younger every day. It's just, I'm just learning all over. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, Tiffany has come to present to you what's going on in our community concerning scams, not only in our community, but over internet and everything else concerning your life. So I want you to give her a good hand as she comes to share with you this morning. I should say good afternoon now, right? Um, I'm Officer Hayes. I am the John 18 MPO, which is this area over here. My area starts, um, what is that? Columbus Trail and McCart. It goes as far west as some areas of Benbrook Lake. Um, it goes as far south as 1187 and as far east as um, just a little past Risinger if you go back into the neighborhood, but let's just say Risinger, because I give that to Frankie. It's an Oreo. He's, um, that area is predominantly his, so I just like, just include that little house. It's okay. <laughs> so um, I've been an MPO for a little over a year. Um, I've been an officer for July will be four years. Um, I've been with the city for 10 years. Before I became an officer, I was a payroll supervisor for our department. Um, so... I had fun on the civilian side, but I was like, I want to go have fun and help people on the civil service side. So that's why I became an officer. So I appreciate you guys letting me come out here and talk to you. Uh, this is my first time actually speaking in front of people, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> um, so today I'm here to discuss um, scams and how to prevent yourselves or your family or friends from falling victim to these scammers. There's a lot of crimes out there, a lot of scams out there. Um, so I broke down and wrote out about 13 of them that are the major ones that are going on. Well, actually, I had two, 12 on the paperwork that I submitted, but as I was scrolling through Facebook last night because um, I couldn't sleep, I saw a firefighter that I'm really good friends with had posted a screenshot of a text message that he got. And it was regarding the stimulus checks and how they wanted you to click on a link because they wanted to help you get your stimulus check. So it's a revolving door with these guys. These guys, and I say guys, it could be females. We don't know who it is. Um, but it's a revolving door for them. Anytime they can get access to your, your information, they're going to try it. So let's just start at the top. Um, the very first one that's very... What's the word? It's the most leading one is going to be identity theft. Um, this is where someone gets your personal information and runs a bill or anything up in your name. Um, they might use your social security number. They will, might use your Medicare number, a credit card, one of your medical insurances um, with your name. Um, for instance, they might take your information and go get a telephone or they might go get Internet or cable, something in your in your name, go buy a car in your name. Um, it's happened. So make sure that um, when you get bills for something that doesn't belong to you or that you don't remember getting, you need to call your bank 
immediately and make sure that nothing's came out of your bank account, okay? Um, and if there has, let them know that you didn't do that, that it's fraud. And that way they can cut off your card and they can't use your card anymore, okay? Um, you might get the bills that you didn't expect. Call that company because, unfortunately, these scammers are smart, but they're not smart. So they're smart enough to get your information, but they're not smart enough to change the address. So it's going to come to you, okay? So when you get a bill that you don't recognize, call the company and say, hey, I don't know what this is. I believe somebody opened this up in error. Can you please close this? And then you'll call the uh, um, credit bureaus and report it there so that they can take it off your credit, okay? Um, how to protect your information? Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Uh, where would they find your credit card or your social security number? Mail, right? Um, if you get mail that you don't want, don't just throw it in the trash. Shred it up. Um, what I do with mine is I use the scissors and just cut it into small pieces. I actually have fun doing it. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> it's fun to me, so I go in and I just cut them into small pieces. And my son looks at me like I'm crazy, like, Mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, you'll understand sooner or later. And uh, so once I explained it to him and I broke it down to him as to why I'm doing this, he was like, hmm, can I have fun too? <laughs> so now he gets to join in. So we have two pairs of scissors that he can help out with. Um, so... Don't give your social security number out to anybody. Um, and whenever you create things online, if you're creating an account or if you're doing online banking with your smartphone, because everybody has one of those nowadays, right? So don't use your birthday. Don't use um, a common name, like your name, your child's name. Uh, use a strong password. So, for instance, um, if I was going to use a password... No, this isn't the password that I use. But if I was going to, I might throw in, like, my mom's initials and part of my date of birth as well as my son's date of birth. Like, mix it all together. Nobody's going to figure that out. Um, but then I might also use a whole bunch of different random numbers. And But I'll make sure I write it down in a safe spot so that nobody can get it. But don't ever use your common name or your date of birth or your son's name, daughter's name, or whatever. Okay. Anybody have any questions on identity theft? No. Okay. Um, the next one is unwanted phone calls. Everybody has those, right? Yes, ma'am. So they have a little machine. Um, whenever you so. Let's say you go to Walmart and you check out, right? And you use your debit card. They have um, skimmers that they put onto the machines, or they'll stand behind you and watch. They'll, it's, how do I call it? So they have, it looks like it's the machine, but it's like a cover. And what you do when you slide your card in there, they'll, um, it takes a picture, per se, of your card numbers. And then they'll stand behind you and watch you punch in your debit card or your PIN number. So that's how they're doing that. Um, a lot of the places that you'll see that at, if you see it, is going to be gas stations. You know how you pay at the pump? That's where you can see it. I know 7-Eleven and I know um, QT, they have the little, um, it's usually red. It's a little red tape. 
if that's broken along the uh, side of the uh, where you put your debit card in, then I wouldn't trust it. <clears throat> if it's not broken, it's usually okay. But put your hand up there and jiggle it. If it jiggles and it comes off, then it's a skimmer. Okay? But it doesn't hurt to reach up there and just kind of shake it and make sure that it's not coming off. Okay? You're welcome. Any other questions? Does that answer your question? That's a big fear. Um, I even do it, and I do it. I've gotten used to doing it now, so I do it out of just habit. I'm like, oh, let me check this. Oh, cool, it's quick. I'll swipe it, stick it, and like. But the tip actually helps a lot better because it's a little bit harder to um, duplicate. So it's really not. The chips are way better than just the the strip at the back. The strip at the back, to be honest, I don't like that. Can you stick your chip in there? Okay. You're welcome. So the unwanted phone calls, who gets those? Oh, they wear me out, right? Um, you pick up the phone and you hear a recorded message, a robocall, a live person telling you that they're selling something. Um Maybe it's not who your caller ID says. It could be, I've seen reports where people, like, saying your family member, it's their number calling you, but it's really not them. You know your family members. You know their voices, right? So if you pick up somebody's call and you're like, mm, that doesn't sound right, just say, hey, I'll get back to you, and uh, I'll look into it, and I'll, I'll call you back. And then turn around and call, them, call that family member. And if it's them, double like. No, I didn't just call you. Or if it is them, like, oh, I just called you. Yeah, that is actually me. It doesn't hurt to verify why you're calling them, especially if they're calling to ask you for money. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But hang up on them. Tell them I'll call you back. Or I'll get back with you in a little bit. I'm busy at the moment. And then call somebody else and say, hey, did you get a phone call like this? Somebody else in your family. See if they've gotten a call. Because um, a lot of times these people are just targeting the elderly community, and that's because we're more vulnerable. And I guess you could say we kind of feel sorry for people that are in trouble. So we tend to help out a little bit more, right? So um, if you get a call from somebody and you don't know who it is, don't answer it. I let it go to voicemail. If it's important, don't leave me a voicemail. Um, even uh, the city of Fort Worth phone numbers. When I know that um, internal affairs might be calling me, I'm going to let that go to voicemail. If it's important, I'll call it back. If it's not important, um, I'll get back to it at my earliest convenience. But typically when somebody calls me from a city phone, because it comes out all at the same number, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's a robocall or if that's actual somebody important. And if it's very important, they'll leave a voicemail, and then I can call them back. So... Um, Recorded sales calls are illegal unless you give that business permission to call you. So if you have, let's say, Capital One, and you don't want them calling you, you can tell them, take me off the call, do not call list, or take, put me on the do not call list. And then if they call you after that, it's illegal. So um, there's also a website. Um, it's, I just went blank. But it's 
do not call list is what it is. You can put your information on there and your phone number, your name and your phone number, and they're not to call you. And then if you get spam calls after that, you can tell them, I'm on the do not call list. Do not call my phone. And if they call you back, then you can pretty much file a harassment charge on them. So now, are we able to count, like, press charges on them a lot? Probably not because it's really not the company calling you. It's probably a scam artist. But it doesn't hurt to document it. Okay. Um, scammers do ignore the rules about when and how they can call you. So they might call you at 10 o'clock at night. Who's going to call you from a business at 10 o'clock at night? Nobody. If it's a legit business, they'll call you Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, somewhere in those areas. And even if it does look like it's during those time frames, you don't have to answer it. Just send it to voicemail. Let them call you back, or you can call them back at your earliest convenience. Um, scammers can use technology to make their calls look like they're coming from anywhere. So they might be in, let's say, uh, Africa or wherever, and they're using a U.S. number to call you. Because there's actual websites out there that can change your phone number. Um, we have one. Police are able to, we have an app that we can use if we don't have a city phone. We can use it to call somebody. They can't call us back, but we can call them to say, hey, this is Officer so-and-so from the Fort Police Department. We're trying to get a hold of if we can't find their house or wherever we're supposed to be going to. Um, so if we can do that as police, think how many scammers have created these websites to um, create these um, phone numbers to help out for their, to benefit them. So be mindful of that. Um, the IRS, they're not going to call you. They're not. And they're not going to send some, uh, they're not going to write a warrant for your arrest right then and there for you to call and pay. They're not going to do that. Okay. Um, they're going to document it by letters. They're going to send you letter, letter, letter until you're lettered out. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, if they call and say, hey, this is the IRS, you have to pay this much money, or we're sending an officer out there to arrest you right now, it's not going to work. They're not going to send us out to arrest you. Okay? Um, if it's a business that you know, a neighbor, or even your own phone number, like I said a while ago, for your family members, hang up. Call your friend. Call your family member. Call your neighbor. Hey, did you just call me from your phone? Because I got a weird phone call. If it's not right in your stomach, then it's probably not right. So um, hang up on them. A lot of people, uh, a lot of the scammers will tell you press one for to reach. Here's a prime example. Car extended warranties. We all get those, right? <laughs> press one if you're ready to file a complaint or press one if you want to talk to someone. Don't press no. Don't press one. If you do press one, as soon as they say this is so and so, it's never a U.S. like it's never an American's voice, right? It's always somebody from overseas. You can tell in their voice. Um, tell them. Do not call this phone. Take me off the call. Do not call us or put me on the do not call list through your company, and then just hang up. Um, I even get the, I get these calls on my city phone. I'm like, this is a city phone. 
And I tell him, I'm like, So, and it doesn't hurt to lie to these guys. Like, I know it's not holy or we're not supposed to lie. But if it's going to stop you from getting a phone call to prevent you from being scammed, tell them. Yes, sir. That is a little shady. I wouldn't pay it. Um, a lot of times you could pay your bill online. Um, that's how I pay my bills is online. Um, I have apps on my phone for pretty much everything that I pay. So I do it that route. And if somebody calls me and says, hey, uh, I need you to pay this or whatever, or are you going to pay this? I know with COVID going on, or I know your bill, you know, you might be stressed for money because of, you know, you might have lost your job or whatever. I didn't ask you to call me, so I didn't ask you to follow up with my bill. If I'm not late on anything, don't call my phone. So, so if they do this repeatedly in the same month, and they do this repeatedly over time, call the company okay. and ask them why they're calling you, because they might not know that they're calling you. Um, so, for instance, if it's T-Mobile. Okay, because um, I actually had that on my phone not too long ago. T-Mobile calls my phone, and they're saying, hey, you know, I know with everything going on with T-Mobile, it's a synopsis. They didn't say these exact words, but I know everything with COVID, you might be running a little behind. We don't want to put you in a predicament to where you're stressed um, because of financial reasons. Uh, are you? Is it okay if you make the full payment or are you going to make a half payment? They're wanting to know what kind of payment you're going to make. I'm like, I'm not telling you what I'm doing. I have not called you. Uh, and then I was like, I'll get back to you, and then I'll hang up. And then I'll turn around and call T-Mobile myself and speak to a live representative because, you know, you have to go through the whole process of getting a live representative, right, your team. Um, and I'll ask them, hey, did you guys call me? This is what I got. And they're like, no, we didn't call you. So that's how you can tell that it's a scam. Um, I've gotten text messages from T-Mobile saying that I bought a uh, item um, or a new phone line. And I knew I had never put, like, I'm the owner of my uh, phone bill, right? I'm the one that's over it all. I have four lines, me, my mom, my uh, husband, and my son, right? So all four of us are on there. There's no, none of us would have added a line. So why am I getting a text message saying that I'm adding a line? 
So I called T-Mobile and they send you a link to click on to verify that that's the, you know, the line that you created. So I always call them. It doesn't hurt to call them. Just hang up on them and say, I'll call you back. I'll get back to you on that. Hang up, turn around and call the company to verify that it's actually the company. Because it could go back to somebody in a whole different, you know, country using their system, like that hacked into their system to call their comp- their customers to try to get them to pay stuff. And it's not paying them. It's not paying the company. It's actually paying these guys over here that are scammers. Yes. The better better bureau. Right. Yes. Bureau. Contact them, people. If they're harassing you for a payment that's not even past due, right. call them. Um, put it on their radar. Tell tell the company, hey, I'm calling the BBB or Federal Trade Commission because this is illegal. And they're like, ah, oh, this guy knows his, you know, the laws. Let me let me back off from him. So, does that answer your question? Yeah, because this is this is a, it's happening. Well, this is happening, and it's been happening with us for several years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can also tell them do not call, and you'll do everything strictly online. You so can do it yourself. And what did what came they about that? It. Mm. it could be somebody that hacked into it. I don't know. So, just to let you know, Dale ran into that in their service department a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a call from a service person saying, Do you need to rerun this? You need to run this software for an update. Or they send you a text, a text message or an actual email. But then if you look at the email address, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's Yahoo.com. The IRS doesn't use Yahoo.com. No. just blocking the numbers Um, and that was the next thing I was going to is each phone service um, AT&T Sprint T-Mobile they have blocking capabilities for that Um, report it to them let them know Uh, but what it does it's spam risk so what they if it's a spam number or it looks like it's a spam number then the company will block it for you and it'll it'll go straight to your voicemail and if it's a voicemail They'll either leave a voicemail or they won't. Um, as far as text messages, if it's blocked, the uh, company blocks it, or even if you block it, it won't come through. So I know it's not a solvable issue, but that's one way to solve it. Like, And you said you mentioned there's several numbers that are blocked. 
my block list on my phone is like long. Like I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I have a, I have a lot. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, where's that number at again? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but yes, ask your phone carrier about phone blockages, um, spam risks, and that will help you out. Okay. Correct. Same with T-Mobile. Um, Verizon, I think, is the same. Uh, I think all carriers are 611. So just call 611, and it'll put you through to a service uh, customer service representative and tell them that you want to add that to your plan. Nine times out of ten, it's free um, to add that to your plan. But even if it's not free, it's like $1 or $2. It's not very much, but it's so worth it. Yeah, very much so. All right, so imposter scams. Um, you get a call or an email stating that you've won a prize. <laughs> I have two, and they still haven't showed up. <laughs> um, there's several of them floating around somewhere. <laughs> it might seem that it's coming from a government official. Um, maybe it seems that it's coming from somebody that you know, uh, like your grandchild, relative, a friend. Um, or maybe it's somebody that you feel like you know, but you haven't never met them in person. Um, <laughs> um, somebody that you met online. Uh, some of us are single, right? Some of us like to find love on the Internet. So once you find people on the Internet that you're in love with, it's probably not the person that you're in love with. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I don't mean to bust your bubble there, but <laughs> um, it's probably somebody that's not a real person. Um, somebody that's probably married and have a thousand kids running around here. Um, but they, they suck you in and they make you feel like you're the person of the world. You're the king of the world, the queen of the world, and they're coming to live with you. They're going to come over here. They just need some money to get over here, right? Um, whether it's in Washington, whether it's in, you know, across seas or whatever, they just need a little help to get them a plane ticket to come over here or a bus ticket. Um, so what they do is they were, they will request you to wire them some money, um, to pay their taxes that the IRS called and told them that they're going to jail for. Right. Um, or, you know. My brother is in the hospital. I need some money to help him, you know, pay his hospital bills. And, or my mom's in a hospital. I need some money to help, you know, support her. Um, that's how they, they suck people in. That's how they get their money is because they make you feel sorry for them, right? Or they tell you, yeah, I'm madly in love with you. I'm coming over there. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids, okay? Um, so when you get those type of uh, conversations coming, cut them off. Don't tell them, like, no, I'm not sending you no money. Tell them. And you'll probably lose the love of your life because you're not sending them money. But it's a good thing because you just saved yourself a lot of money and you saved yourself a lot of issues from doing that. Okay? Um, is there an emergency or a, ju uh, or a prize? Um, judging by the complaints that the Federal Trade Commission has um, received, there is no prize coming. There is no person coming to save the world for you. 
Um, so stop, check it out. Um, make sure it's a legit situation before you wire anybody money. Um, I personally don't wire money to anybody um, unless I know them. So if you're right in my face and we're having a conversation and you say, hey, Tiff, I really need this help. Um, I got some family issues going on. I'll probably help you because I know who you are. You know what I mean? I've seen you in person. You're not on the phone. You're not telling me some lies and we're going to be together and all that stuff. It's you're legitimately standing in front of me begging for some help. And I'm going to help because that's just me. Western Union, um, the, what is that one called? Uh, there's um, cards. I literally just went blank. Um, and I was just talking about it yesterday. They tell you to go to, the, oh, Green Dot cards. They'll tell you to go to Walmart, uh, Walmart Walgreens, um, CVS, get a Green Dot card, put money on it, send them the code information, right? It's kind of like a credit card. Um it's like a gift card, in other words, oh, okay. but that's how they scam you. Those, yeah. So, um, call that person uh, before you wire any money. Call the actual person that you think you're talking to. So, if it's your son or your your spouse or whoever that's out of town, call them. See if it's actually them. Okay. Uh, get the real story, <laughs> then you can decide what you want to do. No government agency. The IRS, um, City of Fort Worth, any of the agencies for the government, they will never call you and ask you to wire their money. They're never going to ask you to pay anything over the phone. Okay, They're going to tell you where to go to pay it in person. And that's to prevent scams. So I know the City of Fort Worth, they uh, were scammed not too long ago where they would, um, the scammers had gotten like a city of Fort Worth number, and they were calling people saying, oh, you're going to jail, you have six warrants, or whatever, the, however many warrants, they'd make up a warrant, a number, and if you don't send me this money right now, we're coming up, we're sending the marshal or the constable out there to come pick you up, and people will pay money because they think they would have warrants. So be mindful of that. Don't give anybody money over the phone. Just don't do it. Um, hang up, and if Call the person that you think you're talking to. Because nine times out of ten, it's not the same person. Okay? Um, the banks sometimes will give it back, depending on if you use your bank account. But if, like, she went through with uh, Western Union, nine times out of ten, they're not getting their money back. They're just out the money that they wasted. So, But if you use your bank account... Typically, the banks will help you out, and they'll give you at least some of it back, if not all of it. But if you're going out and withdrawing cash from your account, which we've seen, um, some people, I've seen up to $15,000, people will withdraw it from their account and put it on a card and send it to somebody. So, don't do it. <laughs> um, online dating scams. Remember I just said it? Y'all are online. Meet somebody. Um, soon they're ready to move off the dating site, right? 
They want to uh, email and start using phone calls. Um, he or she tells you that they love you, but they're across seas and they, they um, maybe they're over there for a business trip. Maybe they're over there because they're in the military. Um, now they're starting to ask you for your money. Hey, uh, I, I need to get a plane ticket home. Can you help me out? Um, I need to go pick up a prescription. And it might start out small, like $10, $20 here, there. And then it's going to turn into thousands. And then ten thousands, And then more. It just it gradually works up. That's how they operate. Because once you send them that first $10, they know they got you. Because it's just going to be a consistent thing now. Okay, well, she helped me once. She's going to help me again. Or he helped me once. He's going to help me again. So um, maybe they're telling you that they're going to purchase a plane ticket for you or for you to go out there or for them to come here. If they want you to, if they want to see you bad enough, they'll figure a way to get here without your money. Okay. Um, or there's an emergency surgery. Something urgent has came up. So that's, they're going to ask money for it. Um, but nine times out of sense, there's no urgency for it. There's nothing that came up for them to get your money. The scammers are both male and female. Uh, they will make fake dating profiles. Um, they use other people's photos. Um, so even though that guy or that female looks really, really good, it's not them. Trust me, it's not them. Uh, even as officers, um, we have fake profiles on certain things, certain units does it, so that we can follow certain clientele that we're searching for, like um, child predators. Um, gang members will make, um, some of us have the profiles where we've got these beautiful women with the big, you know, bust area, big butts and all that stuff, because that's what gang members like, right? They want to suck them into them and... That's how we're able to follow them to see what they're up to. What's their next move? Where are they going to go hit next? And when I say hit, like shoot up or, you know, what kind of drama are they stirring up so that we can prevent it? And a lot of times it works. There are certain times that it doesn't work. But if we do that as police officers, it's going to happen out there for regular people, especially scammers. So, um Some of these fake dating profiles are military. Um, they'll steal real people's military photos or their credentials and act like it's them. So we tend to, you know, cater to military. We tend to, you know, thank them for their service a lot, especially if they're overseas. But, and that's a good thing, don't get me wrong. But when it's... Online dating, a lot of times it's the military personnel that you're seeing that's a fake profile. There are some legitimate ones, but make them send you stuff. Make them, you know, verify their identity if you can. Now, are they going to, like, legitimately send you their driver's license to make sure that you're talking to the right person? Probably not. But you'll get to know them. You'll, um, and some of the scammers are smooth. They're going to talk to you like it's actually them. So my suggestion, just don't do it. Uh, online dating is horrible, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of my friends are like, oh, let's get on Tinder. And I'm like, for what? Like, how do you know that that's really that person that you're talking to? So 
I'm always advising my friends not to do it. Now, whether they believe me or not, you know, some of us are hard-headed, myself included. Um, so once these scammers start dating you online, that's when they're starting to say, let's get married, right? And the fake wedding plans start planning. And now you're sending money because you want to purchase this for your wedding. Um, and then once they get the money that they want, they disappear. It's like they fall off the face of the earth. So before you do anything, don't send money. Never wire money. Um, never put money on a prepaid debit card. Send cash um, online. Like don't send cash online to your online love interest because you won't get it back. It's gone. It's it's vanished. So don't get screwed that way. Okay. Any questions with online dating? I mean, there are some elderly people that like to date online. Um, the IRS imposter scams. You'll get a call from someone saying that uh, they work for the IRS. They say that you owe back taxes. Um, they threaten to sue you, to arrest you or deport you, to revoke your license if you don't pay it right away, immediately. Um, they tell you how to take care of it by putting money on a debit card and giving them the card numbers, right? Or, hey, go ahead and put this on your debit card. Let's pay it off right now. What are your debit card numbers? And a lot of people will give it to them because they're so scared that this is a legit thing. So um, they may know some of your Social Security number when they call you because of the mail that they've gotten out of your mail. Or they somehow found it some way, some, some, way, some fashion. I don't know. Um, but... The caller ID also might look like it's coming from Washington, D.C. But again, it goes back to that, um, those apps that you can change your phone numbers. Because there's several of them where you could choose wherever, whatever area code that you want to choose. You can choose it. So um, is that really the IRS calling you? Nope. The IRS will not ask you to pay with a prepaid debit card or for any wire transfers. Um, they also won't ask for your credit card over the phone. Even if they tell you that you have um, back taxes that you owe or they're arresting you or whatever the case may be, they're never going to have you do it over the phone. Um, if the IRS first contacts you about unpaid taxes, um, they'll do it by mail. They will not do it by phone. Uh, the caller IDs are fake, and uh, this is what you can do. Stop. Don't wire money or get a prepaid debit card. Call the IRS. Go to irs.gov or call the IRS at 800-829-1040 and ask them, ask to speak to a live representative there and figure out what you can do from there if it's actually legit. And once you call them, they're going to tell you it's not legit. You don't owe us anything. Or if you do owe something, we'll just take it out of next year's taxes or whatever the case may be. Okay. All right, on to the next one. Ha ha, this is my favorite one. Grandkids scams. You get a you get a call. Grandma and grandpa, I need a I need money for bail. I've been arrested. Um I've been in some kind of trouble. It happened? Yep. Um It's urgent. Got to do it right now. Need you to go get the money right now. 
But you have to keep it a secret. You can't tell nobody because I don't want nobody to know what's going on in my life, right? Um, and you think, let's see. But is the caller really who you think it is? Mm-mm. The scammers are good at pretending to be someone they're not. They can be very convincing. Um, sometimes using information from social networking sites, they'll hack into your loved one's email account. Um, they make it seem more real. They'll pressure you to send the money before you have time to think. I had a uh, call um, not too far from here. I guess it's been about a year ago now or so. Um, the father, it was a father, the mother, and then they had a younger, like a daughter. There was his younger sister. Well, the son was in Lubbock, and he was uh, he was in the military, but he was coming home from the military. Somehow, some way, the scammer knew that he was en route home, so he calls and says, "Hey." I uh, just got arrested. I need you to send me this money, blah, 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 blah. So dad's like, oh, I got to go save my son, right? So he runs, um, but they tell him, you have to send, I think it was $10,000. But you have to do it at Kroger, and you have to do it right now. And so what's he do? He gets in his car, and he books it to Kroger. Um, Takes out the money from his bank. Well, first he goes to the bank, uh, BBVA. He takes the money out. And he's headed to Kroger. Well, his wife calls 911 because she's like, this doesn't sound right. Well, the sister's calling the brother. So they all had like, way, like so many different phone calls going. So they had one calling us. We had one calling the brother to verify that it was actually him. Because I got there pretty quick. I got there within like three minutes of the call coming out. Um, I just so happened to be in the neighborhood, thankfully. So um, as soon as I get there, I tell the sister, <clears throat> call your brother. See if you can get him on the phone. If you can't get him on the phone, cause then we need to call the base. Get a hold of the base and let them know his commander and see if we can get in touch with him ASAP. Because he hadn't left yet. Thankfully, he hadn't left. So we were able to reach him through his commander because he wasn't answering his phone. And before um, I told his mom or the wife of the dad to call the husband back, but he wouldn't answer her calls because he was on the phone with the scammers. They wouldn't let him hang up. So, thankfully, I called him from uh, my app, my 1021 app that I have, the police app. Uh, and I was able to get him to answer my phone because he was thinking it was another, like, somebody else from their scammers. Um, so I told him, don't send no money. This is Officer Hayes. Come back to your house. He came back to the house, and he was super upset. He was very, very upset. But the issue was he had already sent the money. Yeah, because he wouldn't get off the phone with us or with them to answer his wife's call. He went ahead and sent the money. And then, but luckily, it was within a good time frame that we was able to uh, stop the transaction from actually going through. So luckily, he didn't get, like the scammers didn't get the money. But it can happen that quick. And the scammers will not let you hang up. No, you can't hang up because they're, they're waiting for the money right now. You got to stay on the phone with me. So be mindful of that. Um, And I know mine, but. Who was 91. And they said, we have your grandson, Alex, in Las Vegas. He's been thrown in jail. 
your son had got in trouble? much so. So, so when you get those phone calls saying that uh, you need to help out your family member that's locked up in jail, stop. Um, hang up. Say, you know what, I'm going to call you back because uh, obviously you have caller ID on your smartphones, right? We'll call you right back. When you hang up, call your grandkid or call your son. Or whoever it is, your family member, call them, ask them, hey, I just got this weird phone call that uh, you are in jail or such and such is in jail. Have you gotten this call? Have you heard from them lately? Yes. First of all, if they answer the phone, they're not in jail. <laughs> That's a clue. <laughs> that is a clue. But let's say you call, you know, your, the, your daughter or your son and say, hey, I got a call that, you know, your grandson's in jail or whatever. Um, ask them when's the last time you talked to them and if you if they say I haven't talked to him since last night ask them can you call him and see if that, uh, that if he's okay and call me right back because you really have nothing but time if he's in jail he's in jail right he's not going to get out any quicker just because you have to go get some money out so hang up on him tell him you'll call him back hang up Call your family members and try to figure out where he's at for sure. Um, and if they tell you what jail he's in, Google it. Tarrant County inmates. You can look up the inmate's last name. and You don't even have to have a first initial. But obviously you know who your family is, so just put in the first name. If it pops up, the person's in jail. If he's not, it'll say no records found because that person's not in jail. Okay, if they say they're in Las Vegas, Google Las Vegas inmates. And uh, you can look at it that way. Okay? But it never hurts to pick up the phone and call your relative. Ask them, hey, I just got this phone call. Okay? Um, 
Any questions on that? Thank you for sharing your experience. <laughs> Sorry that it happened to you, but I'm glad he didn't send no money. <laughs> um, health healthcare scams. If you see an ad on TV telling you that you uh, about a new law that just came in um, that requires you to get a new healthcare card or a call offering you big discounts on health insurance, maybe somebody's saying they're from the government and uh, they need your Medi- Medicare number to issue a new card. Scammers follow the headlines. They're reading the news just like we are, right? So when it's Medicare open season or healthcare is in the news, they go to work with a new script. Their goal is to get your social security number. They're going to get your financial information, your insurance information. And um, they like to utilize all that information to get other stuff. So what's the latest thing in the news right now is COVID, right? And the stimulus check. So... Went back to scrolling through Facebook last night and seeing the stimulus check, right? So there's a new text message going out, and it says stimulus check. A coworker, um, sorry, it says, we've been attempting to get your stimulus check to you, but it's being returned. Verify your information by clicking this link. Don't click the link because they're stealing your identity as soon as you do that. They're stealing everything out of your phone as soon as you do that. So, yep. Um, The, pull up the picture because I snagged a picture of it. It's okay. The phone number that this one came on was an eight three sorry eight four five number. Nowhere in the city, it's uh, nowhere in Texas, but they use all different numbers. So I would like to say that this is one of the numbers. Obviously, it is, but don't depend on just that one number. So if you see a weird number that you've never seen before, it's probably a scam. Don't click a link. If it says Yahoo or Google or something like that, there is no business that uses that. <coughs> they use their own name in the, in the extension. Mm-hmm. Correct. And a lot of times you can look through previous emails that you received and look at the email addresses from a previous one that's a legit email, and then the new one that you get, there's always one one symbol or one letter, one number that's different. Um, and you'll see that a lot, uh, especially with scammers. They, it might look identical, but there might be an extra I in there or an extra two in there. Um, like, but it doesn't. you don't think twice about it because it's so similar. You're just like, oh, it's legit, and it's not. So be mindful. If you're seeing something that you don't think is right where there's a link that they want you to click on, Verify the email address. Make sure that it's the same from a previous one that you've gotten from your bank or from wherever else. There's also apps out there that blocks Mm -hmm. spam. Yes, there is. I mean, I have it on my phone, and I also have voice activated. So when somebody calls me, if it's not in my contact list, it'll say spam. Mm -hmm. Or it'll say unknown caller, and I don't mean not calling them back. Right. You know, an unknown caller. Yeah, um, my mom has it to where on her phone that if you're not in her contacts, it doesn't ring. It automatically goes to voicemail. 
Um, you can do that on iPhones. A lot of us have iPhones nowadays. Uh, it's private call block. So if it's an unknown number, if it's not a number that's saved in your phone, it goes straight to voicemail. You just have to go in and just turn it on. The problem with that, and I found that from my friend, is because at our age we get a lot of doctor office calls. Mm -hmm. It's not just your age. I do too. Right. And she kept, and that's because of our, I'm only saying that because of our age, that we visit a lot of doctors. So right. they block them. I mean, they go to It blocks everybody. Them. Yeah. You'll just have to make sure, if you choose to do that and go that route, make sure you check your voicemails frequently. Because they'll leave a voicemail, if, especially if it's a doctor's office like that, they'll leave you a voicemail. Yeah. And I know on ours, let me see, um, it will show you the number that's called. But it doesn't ring. It'll just it'll be read like a missed call on your call log. So if it if it shows that it's a voicemail, and you hear the voicemail, you can go back and just call that number back. Yeah. So, but yes, you are right. You will miss a lot of phone calls that way too. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's still one. That's okay. Yeah. He's okay. They their first game this morning got rained out, so not a big deal. Um. My son has a baseball game at 115, so he's trying to help me out. <laughs> um, so for your health care scams, make sure that you really have to get a new uh, card. Nine times out of ten, you don't. And if you do need a new card, your insurance company is going to mail it to you anyway. They don't, they're not going to call you and tell you, hey, we're sending you a new card. They're just going to mail it to you in the mail. Okay. Um, is the discounted insurance a good deal? Uh, is it actually a government official document from the government the answer to all of those is going to be no there um like i said the insurance company if you if your company switched over they got a new owner they'll send you your insurance card they're not going to call you and tell you hey do you need a new insurance card or we need to mail you this or they're just going to do it because they already have your information right um discounted insurance stuff it's not good there's just there's nothing good about it. So to answer all three of those questions about is the government officially really from the government, it's not. So just stick with your insurance company that you have. And if you feel like you need a new one, do your research. Make sure you uh, look at the reviews. Get actually a company that you can talk to. Get a representative. Okay? Um, you've won scams. You get a card, a call, or an email stating that you won something from Amazon, that app, that iPad, <laughs> uh, or a trip. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, or you want a trip to the Bahamas. They want to send you to the Bahamas, right? It's fake. I wish, right? If somebody wants to pay for me a trip, let me know when we're going and I'll pack my bags. Um, the person that calls you is going to sound like they're excited. They can't wait for you to get your winnings. Uh, the next day, um, or the next thing they're going to do is they tell you that it's free. Um, some taxes and customs are that you'll have to pay for. They're going to ask you for your credit card to pay for the taxes or the small fees that you got to pay. Um, and that's how they get access to your bank account information or your credit card. Or they're going to ask you to wire money. Wire money is their thing. Okay? Don't wire money. Period. <laughs> um, either way, instead of you winning anything, 
you're losing because you're sending them money some type of way. You're sending them some type of funds, and you're never going to get it back. Yes. Yes, okay. very much so. Okay. Yeah. That's people that they work with okay. to None make it look true. like. Right, none of it is true. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, you might get a, like, your church might have a fundraiser or something, and you might win a trip or something like that. That's yeah. different. But if it's online, uh-huh. it's, it's going to be fake. If it, you can't see that person physically, then nine times out of ten, it's going to be fake. And I'm more like going to say 10 out of 10, but I'll give them the one little percent, just tiny, okay? (laughs) Um, But keep your money. Keep your information to yourself. Never share your financial information with someone who contacts you and claims to need it regardless of winning a prize or whatever. Um, And never wire money. I can't say that enough. Please do not wire money. Home repair scams. Someone knocks on your door and says, your roof looks terrible. You need to repair it right um or you need new windows or there's a a leak in your drainage that you need to fix um they're going to ask you to pay in cash or they're going to offer to get you financing and they're going to do it quickly they're going to do it where they're pressuring you to do it and make a decision right then they don't want somebody else to come in and get the work behind them right um what they'll do is as soon as you get there, uh, pay them the money. And whether it's financing financing it through their company or handing them cash, they're going to take your money and they're gone. You will never see that person again. You'll never see the repairs that you're paying for. Okay? They're not going to come out there and repair your stuff. But there's a little thing you can buy at the hardware store. It's called No Soliciting Sign. There is. It's on my front door. Although I do And they tell you yes, right? They say, well, yes. And I go, well, read that sign then. <laughs> and I honestly, that's what I say. And it says, no soliciting. And I said, goodbye. Because I want those soliciting at my door. Yep. And that's a good. Yep. And let you stand there and ring doorbell all day long. Yeah, I have a yeah. ring doorbell also. And I'll usually tell them when it, because I have it on my phone too, the app that goes with the ring doorbell. I'll tell them, goodbye, we don't want your services. And, well, I, nope, there is no well ands, if, buts about it. We don't need your services here. We have a company that takes care of all of our needs. Thank you, goodbye. And nine times out of ten, they'll leave. But they like to pressure you. So um, before you make a decision, ask for references. If you choose to listen to their soliciting, ask for references. Make them show you their licenses or their insurance. Um, And if you're considering it, Get three different estimates, okay? Uh, Call three different companies. Have them come out and look at your roof or your leaks or anything like that and say, hey, can you verify that I actually need this? And somebody's going to look at you like, there's nothing wrong with your your roof. You just got it repaired not too long ago. Um, So don't sign a legal contract with them, with anybody, until you've done your research. And that's by getting several different estimates, by contacting several different companies, Okay. And do not pay cash. They'll ask you to pay cash right then and there. Don't pay cash. And don't wire them money. 
Um, the money mule scam. This one is a, uh, it's pretty heavy going right now. A lot of people are doing it. And it's where someone might offer you a job or stated that you want a sweepstakes. Um, they might even start a relationship with you online. Um, but, however, they're going to get you into their little corner, their little game. And then when they do that, they're going to start telling you that uh, they're going to send you money, right? And they'll send you money, and then but you need to send it to somebody else. So he's going to send me money, and then I'm going to turn around and send it to you, right? But as soon as I send the money to you, he's going to cancel his transaction. So it's a fraud. Like, he didn't send me no money. I'm sending you money out of my account. So that's how they're doing it. That's called the money mule scam. Laundering money, yes. Um, or if they do send you money, um, it's actually stolen money that that you've gotten from some. You've gotten from me. Now you're ready to do it to other people. So, um, if they deposit, uh, if you deposit the scammer's check, they might send you a check in the mail, right? Now you have this ten thousand dollar check in your hand, and you're ready to go to deposit it. Right, but you already sent your ten thousand to the next person because you knew they were sending you that money. Right? Um, when you go to the bank, it'll clear, and once your funds goes and clears, they'll cancel it, and they'll the bank will determine that it's actually a fake check. The check was never real. So now you not only got scammed from this person, but now you're going to have to repay the bank $10,000 because they just sent it to that person. So now technically you're out 20000 So um, the bank is also going to notify law enforcement or the federal uh, department, the feds, and say, hey, this person just sent us money and also try to deposit this $10,000 check knowing that it was a fake check. You might not have known it was fake, but you deposited it, and now you're in trouble, okay? Now you're in trouble with law enforcement or the feds and saying, where did you get this fake check at? How did you get it? How did you obtain it? Yes. So be mindful of that. Um, keep your money. If somebody calls and says, I want you, I'm going to send you this money, send it to somebody else, say, no, thank you. I'm good. Now, I like getting money from people, right? But I want to work for my own money. I don't need somebody else's money to help me. So um, if somebody calls that, calls you and sells you that, don't agree to move your money for someone else, um, even if they promise you a job, a relationship, a prize, anything, because in the end you will lose your money and you will get in some type of legal trouble. Okay? The work-at-home um, scams, everybody has seen those, right? Everybody gets those calls. You want to work from home? Or they see them on the Facebook. They see them on any type of ads. Um, they say you can earn money, big money by staying at home or let me help you start an online business with a proven system to make money. Um, maybe your resume is on a job site search because you're looking for a job, just a little temporary job to make some little extra cash. Um, someone calls you and say, Hey, I have, um, this job coming open. It's right up your alley. This is what you applied for. Can you send me your driver's license and your bank account number so that uh, I can start paying you right away? A lot of you will be surprised how many people actually send that information right then because they want that easy money. Um, 
once you do that, once you give them your license number and your bank account, uh, they'll start. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. They'll start withdrawing money from your account because you got to pay for this training that you got to get before yes. you start working, right? Um, or if you call and say, hey, I saw this ad on here on this website or this Facebook or whatever the case may be or on TV, um, they'll tell you, you got to pay for this training. You got to do this. You got to do that. And they're going to tell you, you got to do it now. We can't wait because the next person's calling. So let's start paying for it now. Let's get you this training so we can get you this extra funds, right? Um, but the reality is you won't get anything. They're not going to start. They're not going to hire you for this business. That's not even real. They're not going to give you money. They're not, you're not going to make any money off of it. They're going to take your money from your funds. Um, never pay any money to earn money. If you're going to earn money, you're going to earn money. You don't have to give up money to just go make money. Um, don't share your personal information until you've done your research. Search online, Google. Everybody knows how to use Google, right? Go in there and type in the name of the company and see if they have any reviews, see if they have any scams or complaints. Because it will tell you. Google is your best friend sometimes. Now, Google could be a pain in the butt too, but they, uh, they'll tell you. If you pull, type in a, a company's name, it'll tell you, scam alert. The first thing that pops up, scam. Okay? So if you see that, it's a negative. We don't do it. Okay? Um, and the last one I'm going to talk about is the charity fraud. Everybody likes to help out with charities, right? We like to donate because we're living good. We're doing good in life. Let's help somebody that's less fortunate than us. So if someone contacts you asking you for, the, uh, for a donation for their charity, uh, sounds like a group that you've heard of. It may seem real, and you might want to help. How can you tell that it's a legitimate um, charity or if it's a scam? If it's a legit charity, they're not going to pressure you into giving money right then and there. A scammer will. A scammer will say, we want your money now. We need you to send it now so that we can, uh, you know, go help this person that needs to be helped. Um, they might ask you for cash or might even send an, uh, a courier and or ask you to wire money. And that means somebody comes through your door and say, hey, we're doing this charity can you please donate? And we need the money right now. Okay. A legitimate charity is not going to send somebody to your door to pick up money right then and there. They're going to, hey, here's the website. Please do your research. They're going to tell you, this is what we're doing it for. Here's the website. Here's the reviews. This is what you can look at. Okay. Do your research on it. If you want to donate to somebody, not telling you not to. Um, if you want to donate to Cops for Kids or whatever, do your research. Um, take your time. Tell callers to send you information by email. I mean by mail. Uh, if you get the request in the mail, also do your research. Look it up. Google it. See how legit it is. Is it a real group? Is it a real group? What percentage of your donation actually goes to the charity? Um, is your don donation tax deductible? How do they want you to pay? Um, rule out anyone who asks you to send cash or wire money, because if they ask you to send cash or money or Wire money, it's a scam. And cash up. And cash up. Some people, a lot of people are now starting to use cash up. Um, 
again, it goes back to if you know the person, like if he asked me to send him some money for a T-shirt in there, I'll pay the money because I know what I'm getting and I'm right here in his face, right? But if it's somebody that I've never met and they want me to donate to a charity and they want me to cash app it or Venmo or Zelle, I'm not going to do it because that's, at that point, they can start stealing your identity and all your bank account information through that. Um, it's a fight. It's a war to get it back. You can dispute it through your bank um, because it's tied to your bank account or it's tied to your debit card. But nine times out of ten, you're not going to win that battle because you intentionally sent them some type of money. That makes sense? So Zelle is the same way. Um, Venmo is the same way. Venmo has added an extra step where you have to know the person's phone number. So... Um, Venmo, it's, yeah, Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, they're all apps to help send money to pay for goods, services. Um, it's another form of PayPal. So a lot of the younger generation will use it. Um, I have all three. Uh, actually, I have all four if you include PayPal. Um, but that's because there's a lot of... Um, I'm sorry, say that again? Right. That's me personally. I wouldn't suggest to send it to somebody you don't know. If you've never met them in person, there's no reason for you to send them any type of money. Okay. Yes. If it's what? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah. I mean, as long as you know them. You know, it's if you know somebody and you've been dealing with them, then it's fine. But if you don't know them, this is the first time you ever met them, I definitely wouldn't suggest it. But if it's if you're legitimately working and they're paying you for a service, then it should be fine. So, any other questions? Yes. They're giving you a business card nine times out of ten. I would like to say it's not a scam, but there are some scam artists that do that. So you just need to do your research. If you if you feel like it's a legit company or if it's like Terminix, um, there was one that was out here. It was green. I remember, but I thought true green. So if you get a business card 
and you were thinking about it because um, he was respectful. You know, he looks like he was legit. Take the business card and say, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. And then when you do, go inside and research it. Look up the company. Make sure that it's a legit company. Call the company. Call the number, and the 1-800 number, because a lot of these companies have 1-800 numbers. Call them. See if, it's, if they have somebody walk in the neighborhood. Ask them, because if they do, they're going to tell you, yeah, we have a, a sales representative in the neighborhood. And if they do, then it's a legit thing. If they don't, they're like, oh, no, we don't have anybody in that area today, then it's fraud. Hold on. Yes, it is. A lot of the bank accounts will not refund you money if there's no police report, and that's just to save them, um, to make sure that it's actually fraud versus you just filing a complaint with them to just to scam them as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And the detective will call you. You don't have to wait for an officer to come outside you can, or come out to your house. You can actually do the uh, report over the phone, and it will, it's priceless. It's Maybe 10 minutes of your time. You just It might take you a little longer for somebody to call you. But as soon as you get on the phone, it's like a, maybe a 10-minute process. Okay. Yes, sir. Hold on one second. Yes, sir. Oh, I just had a quick question. Go ahead. In, in, in all this discussion of the scam, Fort Worth PD as a law enforcement agency, how successful are you all in prosecuting these? I honestly don't know that answer. Um, we have a fraud unit, and the fraud unit, uh, they're all detectives. And so I don't know their success rates. Um, I can get that answer and get back to you. But right now, at the top of my head, I don't know. And I don't want to lie to you. So, sorry. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I don't have a clue on that one either. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to lie to you. I don't know anything about that one. I will research it, and um, I'll give you my business card before I leave. And if you'll reach out to me in a couple weeks, uh, give me a couple of days to research it, and then I'll get you that answer. Okay. Cool. You're right. You're very right. Well, thank you. 
Well, I'm here for you at any time. Um, this is the area that I patrol, uh, or I say patrol, but I'm over. This is my beat that I'm responsible for. So if you have any complaints, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out. Um, I'll leave a couple of my business cards here for you. Uh, he has my cell phone number, so if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to him. Get my number. You can hand it out. Um, call me. If I don't answer, I'll call you back. Um, if My email address is on there as well. He has my email address too. Um, shoot me an email. Shoot me a text message. I will get back to you as soon as possible. Yes, sir. Never heard of that one. It's happened to be three or four times. Really? Interesting. I'll have to research that one too. So we write this stuff down so I can put that one because I've never heard of that one. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Interesting. Definitely review, like, research your company, whatever company you decide, whether it's in person or on the Internet. Definitely research it. Definitely, you know, check the reviews. Make sure that it's actually a legit company. You're right. Yeah. Coach has that, too. A lot of the coach purses, um, they'll send fake purses from China. That looks legit, but it's really not. And that's because somebody's ordered it on the website. So, yes, sir. Go ahead. If you lose or have your Texas driver's license uh, lost or stolen, okay, is it mandatory or essential that you file a police report? I would. Um, but, it's, but it's not mandatory. No, it's not mandatory, but to save you from identity theft, you need to file a report, if that makes sense. So technically it's not mandatory, but... I personally would say it's mandatory. I'd make it mandatory for myself to do it, if that makes sense. Because if you don't, and somebody starts using your ID, and they start opening accounts with it, because it's happened, um, we've actually seen people walk in to car dealerships and steal, like, 
buy cars with people's IDs that they've found or they've located. So definitely file that report. That way you can, because there's a code on the back of your, like, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, the new ones, it goes along, um, like, I know the old old IDs, it was along the uh, picture here. On the new ones, it's on the back, and there's a barcode. So once you file it as lost or stolen, then they can take that code and discontinue it. And then they'll issue you another one. So definitely, I suggest to go ahead and file a report. Okay. You can call online um, and say that you've lost it. And then as soon as the report is generated, you could take it to the DMV and have them and give that report number to them saying that you reported as lost or stolen, and they'll issue you another one. Any other questions, comments, or concerns? Well, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me come and talk to you guys today. Um, <laughs> hopefully you learned something. We have, uh, we have some handouts we're going to hand you in just a few minutes. But before we do, we want to pray over Officer Hayes. And uh, ask the Lord's blessings upon her life. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stretch your hands towards her? Amen. Joseph, why don't you come? Slay hands on her. You pray over her. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Officer Hayes. We thank you for the dedication that she's doing yes. to this community. Lord, we thank you for Psalms 91. We thank you, 911, Psalms 911. We thank you that you. Thank you Protect her. You surround her. You give her insight, Father. Promote her, Father. Let her be a shining example of what it is to be a police officer. Surround her. Protect her. One of the things everybody here wants to do. We got a, a nice little gift card for you in here, so we want you to have that. Thank you for your time, and uh, we might ask you back again. Well, I would love to come back. <laughs>